under cold Midwest skies. Something lurks through the dark. From the rolling hills to the flatlands, they move through the fields. They are cryptids of the corn. Everybody, I'm Justin and I'm Jay and this week we have a brand new segment inebriation station toot, toot. so me and Jay were at a cornhole tournament before this we may have partaked or not partaked oh that was anticlimactic I thought it was gonna be louder in some adult beverages <laughs> so um, we're not very inebriated but we have been drinking uh, so yeah we're hoping this will be a little fun uh, journey for not only us, but you too. Yeah, this is a relaxing kind of night for us. And this week we have a special one. This is a cryptid I have met personally. You met him personally? Yeah. Actually, really? I have a picture with him. Me and Emily got a picture with him. So this week's episode is... Bum, bum, bum. The Hodag. The Hodag. I know, it sounds like a dance. Oh, I thought you, oh, I thought it sounded like an like a a dish. I could see that too, like a German dish, like a German sandwich. Yeah, yeah, but no, it's a it's a uh, it's a it's a cryptid. Cryptid, the hodag. All right, yep, and I have a couple blurbs for you. The use of the word hodag for a mythical North Woods animal occurs in print as early as nineteen or eighteen seventy, and or in a history of Kent. County, Michigan. Between 1889 and 1892, several newspapers in New Hampshire, uh, two Arizona, ran a fictional stories about gullible people uh, conned by a promoter who claimed to have a hodag, which he showed them for a fee. And the idea of the hodag uh, was widespread in the night or in 1892. Okay, so that's that little blurb. I am already noticing it's a little more difficult to read. <laughs> is that because your glasses? or My glasses are very dirty. Or yeah, that's what it is. Um, so have you ever seen a hodag besides, I guess, the little one I got on my shelf? That's the first and only I've ever seen. Okay. All right, so a hodag is a very interesting animal. I'll show you a picture. That's what they look like. That's the old hodag. Okay. Very uh, beastly. So, I got a description for you guys at home. A hodag has a, the head of a frog, big wide face, the grinning face of a giant elephant without a trunk, thick short legs with a set of huge claws, uh, the back of a dinosaur, so big spikes and plates, a long tail with spears on the end. The hodag also has green eyes, huge downward facing fangs, and two horns sprouting on top of its temples. Yeah. Uh, the hodag reportedly breathes fire and smoke and had a pungent smell. The combination of buzzard meat and skunk perfume. Hmm. My two favorite things. Delicious. Yeah. Rogue. Early reports indicate the hodag was around 7 feet long, 30 <laughs> inches tall. Uh, the weight was around 200 pounds. And visitors will see a hodag statue and murals around the... So this is Rylander, Wisconsin. 
you go there, they got all kinds of hodag stuff. Uh, if you listened to last week's episode, or this week's previous episode, uh, Vacation Spots, we mentioned Rhinelander. Odag's exact appearance has long been open to interpretation. What do you think so far? Uh, I'm, I'm going to need to hear some uh, actual accounts because this sounds just a little too crazy for me to be... What's, what's, what's too crazy about this? Well, okay, I guess maybe not too crazy, but... That's very descriptive of... I mean, we've talked about oil pit squids. Giant turtles that have rivaled Moby Dick. Right, right. But we never talked about stuff with uh, fire-breathing horns on its head that are elephant face with scales on its back we and spiked tails. We talked about writhing tentacles that lived in a selenic pit. And you're drawing the line at breathing fire. Well, yeah. You're Jay. The guy that's always believing way past mine. And everything, just about. And the fire is what's cutting you off. Well, it's fire breathing. It's like, okay, let's pump the brakes here, for, at least for a second. Magnesium teeth, hollow point fangs that conduct electricity, a methane bladder. It's I've... super easy. <laughs> yeah, if you put it that way, you're right. A methane bladder? Yeah, other that... animals have it. Camels have it. Camels have a methane bladder? Oh, I don't want to get into that right now. That's for our Real Dragons episode. Okay, okay, okay. Is that where their humps are from? No. Okay. Never mind then. Camels have all kinds of weird adaptations. Hmm, interesting. So the description is... What What about the description setting you off? It, it reminds me too much of that thing from uh, Zelda, Link, or uh, Zelda, Ocarina of Time, where you find... Uh, this little, it sounds exactly like that little uh, Dodongo's Cavern. Dodongo, the big uh, dragon-like thing in the cave, in like the in uh, Death Mountain. All right, I'm taking a pause. Jay, keep talking. I'm looking this up. All right, you How go. Do you spell that. Um, Dodongo. Mm-hmm. I, I don't know. D O D A N G O. I don't know. I think that was his name. I'm trying D-O-D-A-N-G-O. to remember. D O D A N G O. A N. And type in Ocarina of Time if you can. O C A. R I N A. Oh yeah, I see that. Yeah, I see. Kind of, I get. Yeah, it kind of looks like that. That's what it's reminding me of. And not only that, that thing's fire breathing. That this thing... was keep keep in mind. This was in eighteen ninety three. Mm, interesting. So okay, this okay. was this was a long time before any like Zelda or Link games came out. True. Well, honestly, nothing about it really shocks me until you got to the fire breathing part. That's when I was just like, what? <laughs> Everything else, okay. And as far as size goes, it rarely reminds me of a, a small American alligator. Okay, so it's not gigantic or well, anything. Well, seven feet long, 200 pounds, I mean, that's, 30 inches tall. That's, that's not... That's not small, but it's not like... I was thinking like... That's not a big... Small that, dinosaur that's size. That's not a big American alligator. It's not, right, yeah. It's really mm-hmm. not. 13, 14 foot alligator is big. Mm-hmm. This ain't... This is probably average, right? For an alligator? Yeah, I'd say. Yeah, it's nothing impressive. So nothing huge, but... I wouldn't be I wouldn't be impressed by an alligator of that size. No, unless it had spikes on his tail and horns coming out of his head and is breathing fire at that's me. That's a different kind of alligator. Oh, okay, okay. It's called a hodag. Oh, that's right. All right, let me take a drink. <laughs> ho, ho, alligator? No, that ain't anything. That's oh, that's another okay. That's stupid. I made that up. Well, there's a thing called a bassigator. Oh my gosh! Here we go. What's yeah. a bassigator? Well, that might be another episode. Okay, tickle my taste buds, will you? You didn't listen to me and Emily's episode, Mm-mm. and it shows. Not yet. I've been gone. I have a long week, and I'm back. I told everybody you were gone for New York. Okay. Uh, with your uh, your, your girlfriend. Yeah, with my girlfriend, yep. 
Um, and yeah, so everybody knows about that kind of that you went away. Okay, cool. But yeah, one of our spadops, and I don't have it in front of me right now, was in a, a museum in Louisiana, in their big main attractions, the Bassigator. The Bassigator. It's an alligator car. Ah, all right. We'll get to that in the future. Mm-hmm. Spoiler alert. <laughs> and guys, again, uh, I said it on two Wednesday. We got all this new equipment. It is friggin' hard to learn. So we're hoping this sounds better. If this doesn't sound better, I'm sorry. Please stay with us. We are really working on it. Or, yeah, just let us know if it sounds like uh, crap. Oh, well, no. <laughs> well, no, I'll listen well, as soon as we publish this. Because some of the issues aren't coming up until we publish it. Mm. And then we hear, like, the volume. I know the volume is really low. So we I have all the volumes turned up on Max right now, on both mics. So I'm hoping it records louder so it plays back louder. But even when I have the normal episodes and I play them back, they're still loud until I publish them. Yeah. And then they get really quiet. So I don't, I'm not a, a tech person. And me neither, not really. So we're, we're hopeful for that, you know. And I went over all of our conferences mm-hmm. uh, on Wednesday. I went over the ones. We have Ohio Bigfoot, the Michigan Bigfoot, Bigfoot and Brews. In Hocking Hills Bigfoot conferences. Um, we may... My wife just sent me the link to sign up for the West Virginia Bigfoot conference. I was I was happy with four. And Emily really didn't want me to do any more. But she may want to... I don't know. She may want to do this one. Alright. Because she just sent me the link for it to sign up as a vendor. I think it sounds like she's like... And we're giving you that green light. Yeah, and we're trying to get into Cryptids of the Corn, or not Cryptids of the Corn. Uh, That'd be us. Crypticon. Right. I did that sober earlier too. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Crypticon, that may not happen. That's a hard one to get into. Mm. Uh, but we might put that up as a goal. To I've get already, onto. I've messaged them and I've emailed them, mm-hmm. and I haven't heard anything back yet. Yeah. Not saying anything. I know they probably get hundreds of vendor applications a year all the time yep i'm sure uh so but that's a goal uh we know some people down there so hopefully it will work out but all right back to the hodag the hodag so the uh the official story and once again everybody we've talked about this before the accounts and stories and versions of stories kind of change depending on where you go this one is no different it gets argued a lot whether the guy I'm about to talk about, uh, Eugene Shepard, I'm just Mr. Shepard, whether he caught one hodag or two hodags, I went with the two hodag story because it made more sense in the timeline. Mm, okay. Uh, so that's why we're going with this version of the story. It may not be the version you know, and it may not be the version I know. There's a TV documentary. I've watched it, but I can't remember which version they went with. Um. So, I just want to put that out there. This is just the version we're going with. It's a story. You know, it doesn't, it's not, you know, we're not saying this is law or nothing like that. All right, to continue. On October 28, 1893, Rylander Lumberman, Eugene Shepard, wrote an illustrated column for the town's newspaper, the, uh, the New North, describing how he had captured a hodag. Starting on or January 1895, that's already a, a big jump in years right there, the uh, the lumber company ran newspaper advertisements twice a month using Shepard's illustrations to prove 
a new bit of information about the beach in each display ad. Okay. So a new little tidbit. So they, for a couple of years, they were running a little tidbit about this, uh, the hodag. Interesting. Okay. Um, so this is where it kind of hops around. Sorry, I'm reading. Um, in August, uh, so he had a hodag. And he was taking it to fairs, and it was... I, I'm trying to say this without a, spoiling anything. Okay. So, he had a hodag. Uh, him and his guys caught this one, and they showed it a couple times, and then got away. Okay. That's the first hodag. The hodag got away. The hodag got away. Okay, gotcha. So, in 1896, Shepard claimed to have caught another hodag. Uh, this one was captured alive. So the first one they, they either killed or it got away. It's kind of, like mm. I said, everybody, this is, there's a lot of gray area with these stories. I mean, we're talking something over 100 years ago. Right, yeah, 1890s, you said? Yeah. Yeah, it's 120 years ago. Yeah, so Plus. I think the first one was dead. This one they captured alive. Uh, according to Shepard's report, they, he and several bear wrestlers which was, I guess, a job in the 1890s. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Placed chloroform on the end of a long pole. They f- chased the creature into its cave, and then they pushed the chloroform pole, like, rag on the end of the pole into the cave, um, and they, they knocked the hodag out, and then they captured the hodag. Hmm. He then displayed the hodag uh, at first in the... Odini County? How do you say that? Um, it looks like oh, oh, Oneida? Oneida. Oneida? Oneida County Fair. Thousands of people came to see the hodag at the fair and at Shepard's display in his shed. At it, or, So they went to the fair and came to the shed at his house to yeah. see the hodag. Uh, they were charged 10 cents for admission. Uh, I... I'm trying to not uh, spoil anything. In a, uh, so basically, he would say he would have the cage the hodag was in. Yeah. The hodag would be bouncing around in the cage. You could see pieces of it. It was it was covered. Uh, you'd see claws and stuff like that. And then about every shell, before he'd unveil the hodag, he'd break out the back and take off. And yeah. How can how inconvenient. Yeah, it it happened. It must just be stage fright, you know? It was a powerful creature, and I think it was all the people were uh, spooking him. And it'd break out of its cage that he happened to bring it in there with him? Yeah. You know, it stayed in the whole time until... And he recaptured it every night to get it back in there. Well, at least he's smart. Uh, In order... But, anyways. I'm reading, sorry. No, you're fine. Uh, the caption display of the hodag was covered in uh, in a trade journal called The Timberman and spread from there to newspapers as far as Philadelphia over the next several months, often being reported as authentic scientific discovery. Uh, Shepard exhibited the, to all fairs all around after this, and uh, Rhinelander Home, he, he exhibited at his Rhinelander Home for years to come. Uh, 
a newspaper locally, statewide, and national began to pick up the story. We already kind of talked about that. A group, a small group of scientists from the Smithsonian uh, Institute in Washington D.C. announced that they would be traveling to Rhinelander to inspect the apparent discovery. Their their announcement spelled uh, the end of Shepard's gimmick, hmm. and he was forced to admit the hodag was a hoax. Hmm. So. Was it a hoax? So let's go back. So I have notes. That's why I was trying not to read over them. I highlighted stuff to not read during. So before I got to the hoax part, what were, what were you thinking? So what I was thinking, the moment you mentioned uh, leaving tidbits for the paper, that that's tipping me off to say, like, hey, if you're not, one, willing to tell the whole story, but you're only willing to tell parts... When you have the whole story in your possession, there's something fishy there for me. So here's what I'll say to that. I do agree with you. Yeah. 90% of the time. But if you are a smart man with actual crucial data. Yeah. And you want to make a dime. That's, that's the, the way to do it. That's the thing. If you want to make if you're, a dime. If you're savvy enough. Mm-hmm. And the. See, to me, the scientific discovery would be enough. Mm-hmm. But if you just want the money. I could see a hold now, you know. Just just the slow drip of information yeah, coming out. Yeah, because you get paid more. Right. I guess I could I could definitely see that angle. But no, I'm not disagreeing with you. That but, it's, it is definitely right. fishy. I think those angles... I think definitely... But I could see that because I know... So I guess there's other things that I know people have done that with. Done that, they, yeah. they take that information as credible. Mm-hmm. It's, and it just seems like if someone were... If, if you were to... If someone were to do that, I mean, yeah, it makes sense. Like, well, let's stretch this out. Stretch this dollar as far as we can get it. Tickle the taste buds, feed the baby birds. You know their mouths are open, just waiting for that more information. And if it's if you're just sprinkling it, spreading it out as long as you can, it just makes me feel like, what are you? You know, it just what are you really trying to do here mm-hmm. until the end? Until you until you get pushed into a corner to where you admit it's a hoax. And he got sorry if I told the story not as good, but uh, he got pushed into a corner pretty quick. So, uh, basically, he did this for a couple of years. Yeah. Uh, I believe I read somewhere he did a hundred and fifty ish fairs in one hmm. summer. Hmm. And in in had thousands of people come to see this thing. Mm-hmm. And every time, every time it broke out. Man, you think after like the first or second time he would have got a stronger cage or a stronger anything, yeah. a I, leash? Yeah. <laughs> that's if we were talking about a biological creature right right that's what i'm saying here the hodag's actually a supernatural entity it, it might be lives to torture him it may be so yeah maybe this is all ploy from another dimension that something's transmuting itself into a hodag here on earth just a toy with the mind what's his name again Oh, uh, Shepard. Shepard. Just a toy with him. I wonder what he did in his life or former life. Eugene Shepard. Oh, his uh, name's Eugene? Yeah. Can't trust him. Didn't we have another Eugene in the turtle story? Uh, in, can't trust him either, if that was his name. What was the Beast of Bosco's Oscar? Oh. Was the original farmer, but I think Eugene's the one that tried to kill him. See, I can't remember. Anyways. Uh, so, he gets backed into a corner pretty quick. Where the Smithsonian has sent put together a small group 
And I've read different reports about the Smithsonian whether this was a spiteful thing. Yeah. Or a real thing. Mm-hmm. The Smithsonian doesn't send groups of people out very often. I believe in the documentary, uh, they kind of played up a little differently. Or the Smithsonian is coming, and it broke out on the way for the Smithsonian to come see him. Not again. And... I'm it's just I don't want to I don't want to display cuz I've heard a couple people that claim actual sightings of this thing. Yeah. And I will never be the guy to tell you you didn't see what you seen. Right, yeah. And same here. I would never do that to someone. If they saw it, I almost believe you're going to see it. But but if I can question or poke holes in like what you're thinking, if you're giving me like the vibe of I'm and making this up. As far as the guys claiming that it was a hoax after, mm-hmm. we've had that in all kinds of stuff. Where later on a guy will claim it's a hoax, and then people still take it credible. Yeah. Or, you know, they were bullied into saying it was a hoax. Right, yeah. Which that happened in the uh, the story with the uh, um, the creature that took that small boy and drug him up the tree. Didn't they, didn't they say that? It, yeah. Uh, uh, they didn't see it? Yeah, which one was that? <laughs> the Cenebration Stations. I don't know. It was the big lizard. The, yeah, the, right by Loveland. Mm-hmm. The Brunswick Beast or something like that. That's going to bother me. You know, it's on our map, probably right behind us. And I can't remember. We only did this episode a couple hours. We've had a little... The inebriation station's a little yes. rough. Yes, Cornhole Tournament was a lot longer than we thought today. And if anybody from the Midwest, maybe not Appalachia, anybody from the Midwest listening, you you could understand. We've been at a Cornhole Tournament for like six hours. Yeah, wait. What do you it, think was, it was six hours. What do you think is going to happen there in that in that amount of time? Yeah. With access to a, a, a <laughs> inebriation. Uh, yeah, adult beverages. Yeah, there you go. Anyways. Inebriators. Uh, is that a good? Yeah, I think is that so. Is that a real word? If not, it is now. So, after he came out and said that it was a hoax. Mm-hmm. He had a rigged system. Basically, he was really he was really ingenious. So his cage system, uh, his two sons would dress up as the hodag, but he had wires and pulleys, so like claws would come out the top and everything like that. Yeah, it was really a show. Yeah, because uh, you gotta think he did this for a long time, and people never got mad they didn't get their money. Yeah, people weren't going to this to really see a hodag. Most of them. Most people were going to this for the show. Because mm-hmm. you got a whole show of him talking about this creature, and in the back the cage starts to shake, and then claws pop out and fire, and then you see parts of this creature, and then it breaks out. So you yeah. get a whole performance. And it seems, and this is talking over 100 years ago, it seems that this is what people were enjoying. They were enjoying the uh, the satire of it. You know, it wasn't people going to see, it just, it's hard to explain. It wasn't people going to see a Bigfoot in a cage. Like a monster, yeah. yeah they were going to see a creature they knew wasn't real mm-hmm. do stuff. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, like a uh, like a play. Yeah, yeah. I mean, at the end, that's what kind of what it was, yeah, right? Yeah, that's what he turned art. into. It was performance art. That's a good yeah. way to put it. And I really, uh, from everything I've read, most people knew when they went to see that the Hodag was not real. Because mm-hmm. this is like his 140th escape. Well, they might think this time, maybe, maybe it yeah, won't escape. Yeah, you probably had two guys that came to every show for that reason. Yeah, following him like Beyonce on tour or something. 
Like, maybe this time it won't get out and we'll get to see it. The original hodag was basically a uh, partially sculpted wood, cowhide and horns, and uh, it was just weird. I don't know. I didn't, I don't, I didn't put up the picture. But the first one they killed was on a log with all the other timbermen. Yeah. And it is the goofiest single-looking thing. Yeah. Uh, let me pull up a picture for you. As far as, like, do you think, like, it was a man-made stage oh. photo? Wait till you see this, and you tell okay. me what you think. Okay, I gotcha. So that's what you're saying, my goofiest. Not that it was a goofy-looking biological creature that actually existed, right? No, it was the goofiest freaking thing ever made. So, I mean, with it being performance art, do you think... Or right, let's here's the picture. Okay, yeah. If you Google Hodag on Cryptid Wiki, I mean, let's see what we're looking at. Yeah, that looks pretty goofy. It does. It does. It looks like it looks like something out of like a um Oh, what's I can't even think of that art style. I almost want to go back to Zelda and stuff, but like it looks like something like a ancient like Japanese like creature you'd see like they'd paint or something you know what i mean it just looks that almost exaggerated and it's uh, it's very goofy yeah it's it's exaggerated that's a good yeah. i think every feature on it like it's every curve is exaggerated yeah. every spike it's, is exaggerated his spines are two foot tall yeah his jaw is chiseled and yeah. round and square and yeah yeah it's like a it's really like a bulldog and an alligator had a baby with <laughs> with a porcupine right and some dinosaur somewhere along the mm -hmm. line or a salamander maybe mm -hmm. but yeah it's weird it's, it's weird looking but you know i have no if someone's doing that i have no problem with it at all either like it's it's a ball so i'm gonna tell you well no let's we'll keep this discussion so i have another section called the aftermath mm -hmm. and what a smart town does continue with your thoughts oh i was just gonna say i if someone wants to kind of put this thing together it really is just like an art piece i mean that's the best way to put it you're putting together this whole show that you're creating for yourself from scratch whether it's real or not if you're creating the idea that people perceive it's real and you're putting this thing out that's actually breathing fire that's actually having claws pop up even though you're not going to see it's just under a sheet if you can create that, like, that's, I'm impressed. Like, yeah, that's pretty he, awesome. He literally had, so when we're talking about Shepard in the 1890s, mm -hmm. he literally had, keep in mind, we're talking about county fairs in the 1890s. Right, yeah. He had thousands of people coming to see this thing. I mean, that's impressive. That's very he impressive. Was a very uh, smart man of mm -hmm. his time. Mm -hmm. He put on a good show. And as far as I could find reading, nobody ever got angry. Right, yeah. They never seen the old ag. Well, that's because everyone that, you know, did get angry was shot and killed and never published in a... Yeah, they were fed to the hodag. <laughs> you want to see a hodag? Not one, at nine. not one negative review. <laughs> no, but I see what you're saying. But how could you, though? Even if, let's say it was, you went in anticipating it was real and it escaped, you know, how could you get mad and escaped? But everybody, so I was just saying, if you took it as real. Yeah. You got mad that it escaped, or didn't get mad that it escaped, but then you hear that it's escaped every night this week. Right. Yeah, right. Then you're a little peeved. Right, yeah. Yeah, but I mean, good on him for, like, getting into that market of, like, not, I mean, I don't believe in deceiving people. I don't think that's a... I don't think he was, and I think right. now it was twisted to be that. Oh, okay, I see that. Okay. I think it was always 
in fun. Right, yeah. Or like okay. you said, performance. Yeah, or, per- performance art. It really is. Uh, I think people, the newspaper and the magazines and stuff like that, that may be a whole different story. Because mm-hmm. you're talking about people hundreds and hundreds of miles away reading these stories. Yeah. But I'm talking about the people that came to the fair. And this is just like uh, this my research and what I could find. It never, like, there was never any outrage. Because you hear of snake oil salesmen and stuff like that that right. have problems. Mm-hmm. And they get fa- found out. And, the, like, they ran out of town. This thing escaped every night. Nobody blew their lid. Right, yeah. Was this was this story, like, local, only local? Or was it, like, a nationally spread story at that time? Okay, you know? it spread nationally. The Hodag story did. Ah, gotcha. That in the but, 1800, 1900s, yeah. early 1900s. Yeah. Interesting. As far as I know, I don't know how far he went for county fairs. Gosh, how far can you go though? You can't go that far. Yeah, I mean, I mean, you're hitting your state, the next state over, maybe the next state over. Besides I'm not that, sure, but I think we're talking about before gasoline-propelled automobiles. True. I don't. Yeah, true. I can't remember when all that started. Are we talking about steam or water-propelled automobiles? I'm, I'm not or are sure. we not getting into that? Like horse. Oh, okay, horse, horse and buggy. propelled. You do know now. Not to go off topic again. Here's a little tangent for our friends here. Gasoline-propelled automobiles were not the only or first automobiles, I think, out on the market. I believe there were battery-powered ones, electric ones, and water-steam-powered ones. Are they about the water ones? Yes, before and electric, before there were, before the gas one became mainstream. Yeah, the water one just wasn't efficient. It took so, forever to move. So they say. Well, you had to pull so much fuel with you to go anywhere. Gasoline was a much more condensed fuel source. Now, that I agree with. However, have your, I did build... Three years ago, I built a hydrogen generator, and it put out so much freaking energy. Your water one was a steam. Steam powered. Ah, you're right. Not a hydrogen. That's a whole different yeah, system. Just because they have but water. But it ran off water. The fuel yeah, source was water. That's different, though. True. But it was electric and electric. We're talking about they had to pull coal and water, or coal or wood with them. Well, shoot, that's what trains were for. But that's the point, is why they're a train, not a car. I guess. But then why are we still... I don't know. Different subject. That's why trains are still here. That's because they're efficient when you can haul enough fuel. Different subject. Okay, Let's move on. on. Let's stick with the hodag. All right, the aftermath. The hodag became the official symbol of Rhinelander, Wisconsin. Uh, Rhinelander Ooh. High School mascot. That's pretty awesome. Uh, it lends its name to numerous Rhinelander area businesses and organizations. The hodag also lends its name to the image on the hodag county festival or the hodag country festival. And me and Emily are looking into this today. It is a giant festival? country music festival. Really? It's Over wicked. The, that's surrounded like the Hodag kind of. the Hodag. Now, how awesome is that? It's wicked. It's big and it's awesome. Uh, yeah, so we were maybe going to vend it next year. Sweet. I would be down for that. Um, I mean, the city of Rhinelander's website's called Rhinelander, the, or Rhinelander, the home of the Hodag. It has a larger-than-life fiberglass sculpture. That's the one I showed you. Uh, Hodag, created by a local artist. That's the one in front of the town hall. Gotcha. Or it's front of the Air Chamber of Commerce. Wow. And it has upwards of 30,000 visitors a year to the statue. Mm. And, uh, in 2015, a version of this fearsome creature, the Hodag, is now uh, a 3,000-pound carnivorous bull-horned rhinoceros with a spiny back and a amph... There it is. What do you say? How do you say What's that? Um, oh, anti antipathy? Antipathy? For lemons. Does that mean like or dislike? What? Oh, wait. Read the whole sentence again. Antipathy. 
The an- or okay. I'm guessing on that word. I hope a I'm right. Spiny backed an antipathy for lemons. For lemons? Yeah. So is it a uh, like or <laughs> look up that word? <laughs> I can't. My phone died. Oh, let me look. I, I can't word. do no research. Oh my gosh! This is why we need Emily. I think he would like. I think that just sounds like a like word. But uh, side note, real quick. Imagine what would be better than bringing a whole community together to gather for you know whether it be a festival or something fun than a cryptid. You know what I mean? It hates lemons. It hates lemons. I was wrong. <laughs> it really hates lemons. It's, it's, it's a uh, word for the deepest hatred you can form. <laughs> I couldn't be further off. It's <laughs> uh, so funny. So, uh, uh, hatred for lemons. It ta- er, its tears are gem-like. The creature is a master of the Michigan lumber woods since the death of the giant lumberjack Paul Bunyan. Uh, the hodag has the <laughs> highest ferocious level. In a books or in the book, the scientific name of the uh, oh sorry, never mind us. Yeah, I got off topic. Basically, there's a there's a a book that rates this as the highest level of ferociousness as far as cryptids go. Well, that would explain though at least how it escaped from its cage every time. I mean, it's freaking mean. Yeah, that would explain that. It just beat out, beat up the cage and got its way out. I mean, why not? It probably melted the bars with its own flame. I'm glad I don't got to read anymore. <laughs> yeah, the reading part's done. The uh, the inebriation station is not good for a script. <laughs> no, it's probably not good for just freelance talking either. But, I mean, I like... I, You know, if the whole story... Here's my idea of the whole story. Are we going into the final thoughts? Uh, maybe not Maybe not quite yet, but... I'm trying to think. Um, oh, I got more to tell you before we go into th- final thoughts. We got plenty of time. Yeah, Don't yeah, worry yeah. about it. Because um, I feel like you're about to kind of hit the edge of final thoughts, so we'll hold that. Okay, okay. Can you hold it? Yeah, oh, for sure, okay. yeah. Uh, so, in modern day times, uh, in the documentary you guys watch, I believe it's on Amazon Prime, the Hodag story. Mm, okay. Me and Jay may watch that after this. Yeah. Uh but, like, the mayor on all these people are really, like, into the hodag. Like, yeah. as they should be. As you were saying, it's very awesome that a whole community has come together and embraced this. Right. And it's really for their benefit. Right, it They're is. not a big town. Mm-hmm. And now they have a music festival that gathers thousands, and they have 30,000 visitors to their statue. Right. Yeah, why not? I mean, if you're a restaurant, imagine if Ada, our town is called Ada. Very small. Uh... Yeah, I think Ryland are smaller than Ada. Really? Imagine if we had 30,000 extra tourists. Um, there wouldn't be enough room in this town for that many people. But Like, literally, there would not be. I mean, there's 365 days a year. Yeah. So that's 100 people a day that are just tourists. Right, yeah. That would be insane. I mean, how much more dollars they're spending? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Economy-wise, for sure. And I don't think... So, I want to make it clear... I don't think anything that Rylander or anybody with Rylander is doing is malicious. Right. I think it's all in good fun. Mm-hmm. And I think everybody has that spirit about it. That is this... Uh, well, I don't... So, like, there's a couple guys. I can't think of the one guy. The guy's not the mayor, but he's on the documentary, like, all constant. Mm-hmm. Uh, saying the Hodag's real, and he does the show tours, the Hodag's real. That's what you want. When you go... Rhinelander, you don't want to hear the Hodag's a hoax. Right, yeah. You want to go on a Hodag hunt. You want to go on a Hodag boat tour. Right, yeah. And 
So yep. it's not, I do I think, I don't, I can't speak for this man. And I'm glad I don't know his name because I don't want to use his name. I don't feel, I really feel like he, he doesn't actually believe fully, like he doesn't believe there's a hodag out there running around. Not saying there couldn't be a creature that's similar to Hodag. I just think this particular story is fake. Mm-hmm. But uh, but he sells it, and it sells uh, a certain amount of wonder to these people. Right. Yeah. And it's good. It's a good thing. It There's brings some... joy to the people that are going there. Curiosity and wonderment. So yeah, good thing. And I don't. So I just want to make that clear. I don't think anybody that's involved with the situation is malicious in any way, shape, or form with gaining money on it. You should. Put up signs. Right, yeah. Money. Right, yeah. Uh, everybody's out to get money. Mm-hmm. Uh, why shouldn't a small town? Yeah, I agree. Uh, I mean, you need it, so... Because I've heard some negative comments about this stuff with just a money grab. Same with Falk, Arkansas. I talked about that on the last episode with Emily. Yeah. Point Pleasant Mothman. I, I want more of that, mm-hmm. where these towns grab a hold of this as an identity. And, you know, they don't falsify information, but... They really, I think Point Pleasant's a good example of that. They don't add new stuff or new sightings or nothing like that, but they just, this is what happened here, and we're, you know, we're proud to share it with you. Right, yeah. We have Mothman cookies, and, you know, that stuff. I mean, Emily bought a Mothman cookie. <laughs> and they were the nicest people. Yeah. Uh, I mean, I we're going to go maybe back to Mothman stuff soon. Okay. That's the only hint anybody's getting. Bum, bum. Stay tuned. Yeah. Foreshadow. All right. Dramatic irony. So, as far as the the story is concerned, are where are you falling on it? Are you are you feeling hoaxy? Or are you feeling? I'm feeling hoaxy, but I it's, and I I don't think I would normally say this, but I like the hoax. I like the idea of the hoax behind it. I like everything behind it. I'm all on board. I like it because if someone can create this. If someone can just create this thing, whether they saw it or not, maybe maybe it was inspired by something he saw. Who knows? But if or something else, what if like Bigfoot inspired him? You know, and like oh, there's this creature I hear. Well, what if I create my own creature? You know, and then he built this contraption that people saw the claws, saw the flame and stuff. That's pretty cool if you can just make that piece and then get people on board to actually pay money to see it and enjoy it and not have like you said and a negative review not that we know i'm sure there was probably people that um, yeah i don't want to i don't want to paint that right picture. but I, what i meant is there's no it ca- public it, outrage and it didn't you carry could, on yeah, yeah. You see like there was no mob there's after this right guy. there's always one or two it, there's always who knows but it didn't that part didn't carry through that's the good part i mean if that part would have carried through then that means that would have been the most part it would have been a big hoax like you're just stealing my money but it seems to be, like people enjoy it i enjoyed the story of it too and i would i'd have paid my my 10 cents right yeah just to see and um i went to uh the fair oh it's probably been like three years ago now and they had the advertisement for the world's largest horse you ever just see that oh no. <laughs> yeah you were telling me about this but Go on. no not only i'm like oh whatever i'll give him five bucks or however much the ticket was to see it i want to see lord's large world's largest horse let's just see this thing when i went in there I'm, dude, I'm telling you, it was the world's largest horse I've ever seen in my life. This thing was so big and so wide. Like, it was the, not only was it huge, it looked like it was jacked and fat, if that even makes sense. It was, this thing was so huge and muscular and fat and gigantic. It's like they were feeding this thing steroids just to make it huge. It was so freaking big. But 
I enjoyed it. Like this was amazing. And if some, I do, I do all those at the fair. Right. And, and for if five or ten bucks. And imagine a hundred and fifty years ago, whatever. Someone has a a, a that's, thing. That's a good point. I didn't. We didn't bring up. Yeah. So today, uh, sorry, I didn't mean to. You're good. Cut you're your good. Thunder. But that's a really. You had a really good point. Today we have a much different look at county fairs as we did back then. Yeah. Back then they were great sources of entertainment. Mm-hmm. Uh, we like it's hard to explain. This was the thing. Right. Yeah. Your county fair for the year. This is the big was event. The big event for your whole county. Yeah. Uh, people, we live in much bigger communities now and stuff like that. So county fairs kind of get washed away. Uh, I'm on a couple county fair boards. I help out with our county fair. Uh, specifically poultry, but it's still a giant thing. Don't get mm-hmm. me wrong. But you're talking about back then. This is like what brought all these people together. This, right. You know, they had all. This is when an average Joe could compete in something. Right. You don't have people. Not everyone in the world that has a smartphone nowadays has access, or everyone that has a smartphone nowadays has access to information all around the world. You can all around the world. Right. Back and that's then, another point. It, everything's very localized. So this. When you see your flyer come out, and they were big poster flyers, and you see something called a hodag, mm-hmm. you know, this it was a whole level of entertainment I think is lost on us today. I agree. And I don't want it, to, it's weird, I don't, I don't want to belittle that, I don't want to skip over that, because that's like, uh, even though this guy was claiming it was real and everything like that, he was a showman, and... Mm-hmm. I just think that was just something so like that, you know. The county fair at that time was the premier event for most of rural America. Right, yeah. Uh, which was the majority at that time. We're still the majority, but people would pretend like we're not. Mm-hmm, right, uh, exactly. There's more, trust, there's more people and more space out here than you can even imagine. Mm-hmm. In the continental United States, in the Midwest region in particular, than there are in any city. You can even imagine. Sure, there's. But a- this was our, this is our thing, you know, the yeah. county fairs, and they still are big, but they're not like what they were. Mm-hmm. And, uh, but yeah, so that was a good point. I just wanted to, alliterate on that. Oh well, thank you, thank you, thank you. I mean, it's a form of entertainment. It's like, uh, it's like oh, the new Marvel movie that's coming out that everyone wants to see. I mean, I couldn't tell you the last one I've seen though. I don't watch the superhero movies anymore. Um, I don't know. Just let's, let's say it's a new movie that's coming out. Everyone's anticipating to see it. You see the commercials for it. You see the flyers for it everywhere. You finally go to see it, and you see it. You may be impressed. You may be not. But either way, you were probably entertained, and this is the same thing. But 150 years ago, if you see that poster of this creature, you know, quote, unquote. But if the guy in the 1800s could build a cage with these pulleys and wires, whatever he was doing, that even shot flames, like, that's impressive. And... With the flame shooting, about half the reports said that yeah. it would be shot flames out of the cage. Yeah. I think it did. Uh, that's a good selling point. Uh, yeah, heck yeah. Not, I wouldn't say it's extremely hard to do. Probably not, but... But enough to, you know... For the average, I don't know, farmer or average Joe, the guy that just... He was a lumberjack. He was? Mm-hmm. Hmm. I'm sure, well, shoot. I mean, just the average person that's never seen that before. Lumberjack that hired bear wrestlers. <laughs> right, yeah, yeah, yeah. People he, don't realize it. How many professions have disappeared? He, right. Bear well, wrestling. I think I could be a bear wrestler. You probably could be. I'm big enough. Or a bear. Uh, 
<laughs> yeah. Different connotation. Oh, day. Not that kind of bear. We're not talking that kind, but I'm just saying you're big enough. Yeah. Um, All right. Anything else? Um. So you fall pretty hard on the hoax. Yeah, I think it's a, 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 a well-embraced, elaborate hoax that has good intentions behind it, and I think that's the important part. There really is good intentions behind it. And it's for fun and entertainment. Yeah. I'm not sure it was good intentions for uh, Shepard, mm-hmm. but I think whoever Riley and uh, community took it and turned it into something weird. Right, yeah. Right, right. And uh, I'll tell you my hodag experience at the end. All right. Me and Emily, yeah, me and Emily touched a hodag. You touched a hodag. It was an authentic hodag? Yeah, about a, I mean, a hodag from Rylander. <laughs> was it that one on the shelf? No. Oh. That what? one is from Rylander, though. Is it the stuffed hodag I'm referring to? Yeah, sorry. I got a little hodag on the shelf. It's a little stuffed thing. Uh, <laughs> but no, I, I, you know, looking at the pictures, it's an obvious hoax. Right, yeah. It was never not a hoax. It, it literally, the pictures made it look like a cartoon, but it was I, a real everybody picture. Everybody look this up. If I can remember, if Jay reminds me, I'll put it on the Facebook page here in a little bit. Okay. It was always a hoax. And that he made some money off of, and he entertained people. So, I, I there was never any, I don't feel uh, ill intent, or I don't feel like anybody got screwed over in the deal. I mean, we're talking over 120 years ago, but... Mm-hmm. And I think the thing that Rylander as a, t- as a city did with it mm-hmm. was amazing. Mm-hmm. Not only did they fully embrace it, they turned it into some wonderful things. The Rylander, or the Hodag Country Concert. Right, that's pretty awesome. And uh, down here in Ohio, we have Country Concert. Right, which is huge. And I was, from when I was looking at lineup and tickets and everything, it's not far off from. Oh, really? I was just say because the one here is gigantic. It's big. I don't. It's n- nothing as big as country concert in Ohio. Yeah, Ohio is insane. Ohio's got a lot of the biggest of a lot of stuff when it comes to that kind of stuff. Because we have a lot of people that don't have a lot of stuff to do. <laughs> right. Yeah. <laughs> when we go over to like in Indiana, that still have about you know, the same type of people. We got country concert, probably the biggest one of the biggest country concerts. That's I don't know. It's gigantic. We got one of the biggest rock concerts, Rock on the Range. That's here Rock on the Range is humongous. And this is music. We're just talking. We got one We're of the biggest Southern Ohio. If you know what tractor pulls are, if anyone's familiar with that, they can Google. We got, we got one of the biggest tractor pulls we here. Got in nationals this here. Yeah, Nationals is here in Ohio. Like, mm-hmm. there's not much. I'm not gonna say there's not much to do here in Ohio. There's, but there's not. There's not. But I you mean, find you find things like that. You make your own entertainment. Exactly. I think that's a good Ohio thing. No, how off tangent do we get? On this stuff. But, uh, Ohio, like, uh, I create my own entertainment all the time. Whether it's, you know, I start, I do, I run a couple clubs. Mm -hmm. Or we do this podcast together. I help out 4-H and stuff like that. Uh, with my other exploits. Right. But, uh, I do a lot because I think, Ohio's weird, uh. Oh, I'm not talking about the the three C's. The three C's? Yeah. Cincinnati, Cincinnati, Columbus, Cleveland? Yeah. They were from Ohio. Not from Ohio. The three C's are like a line across Ohio. The Cincinnati, Columbus, and Cleveland. Cuts it right in half. Yeah. Pretty much everybody in Ohio versus those three. Yeah. uh, Yeah, you're not wrong. (laughs) But yeah, we're Ohio. We have a ball. But I think the whole hodag thing was an obvious hoax. Yeah. 
I think he started off in the paper stuff, helping sell papers. Mm-hmm. And then he seen how popular it was. And then he's like, okay, well, let's do a couple county fair things. Because he's like, I already said I killed this hodag. So I can't take a dead hodag on a show. Right, yeah. So I got a live hodag. Yeah. And then when the Smithsonian came, you know, he came right out and said that, you know, it's it was all a fake thing, you know, you know, just an entertainment thing. And I'm, you know, I'm, I, it's weird because it's like if we, if somebody did that today with something, mm-hmm. they did a Bigfoot in a cage. Yeah. And it did this every time, we'd be outraged. Oh yeah, I'd be mad. But, I mean, we're, so we've had 120 years to calm down. But, uh, I think he was never, I really think most people coming knew it wasn't real. Ian was just coming for a good time. It was a cheap good time at your county fair. You know, it was a, I think it was, if I remember my research, I think it was a half hour show. Oh, uh, okay. So it was a good chunk of time. Yeah. Wasn't that much. Entertainment, you know. Mm-hmm. I think kids got in free. I think he even gave kids stuff. Oh, see, see, it's all good fun. And then I think they they still do a hodag reenactment show. Yeah, the same the same show. See, that would be fun. I would love to see that. And uh, me and Emily were talking about well, we were going to make sure you go, but uh, going up and doing everything in Rylander. That's awesome. Huh? And this is in Michigan, Wisconsin. Oh, Wisconsin. Oh, even further up. But okay. there was hodag legends on the border, of Wisconsin, Michigan. Gotcha. I think that's what I heard earlier. That's awesome. I would love to see that. But yeah, so any other final thoughts with the hodag? Dumb. Well, I'll tell you my hodag story. I just want to hear your hodag story. So we went to Crypticon, me and Emily did. Okay. Uh, no, Rylander had a booth there. And I'm not quite sure who runs the booth. Yeah. Whether it's Rylander, the city itself, or if there's like hodag.com. But they're heavily associated with Rylander. Yeah. Uh, which is awesome. I wish that more cities would embrace themselves. Yeah, <laughs> basically their their, their uniqueness. Mm-hmm. Whether it don't have to be a monster or a cryptid or nothing like that, but just something that's what, there. Their and... uniqueness. Yeah. Uh, I can't remember the city, but there's one in Illinois. It's the Rose City. Mm-hmm. Yeah, everything's painted as a rose. Oh, really? Yeah, like they were. That's one of those things. Like they embrace their uniqueness. Yeah, it's their identity. They got identified as the Rose City, so. Their water tower is a big rose. Right, yeah. Uh, but anyways, so the booth was there. We got the hodag. I got that, and I got me and Emily hodag stickers for our windows in the car. And I got something else. But, uh, I, yeah, I got the stuffed hodag, but there was something else. And I can't okay. remember from the hodag stand specifically. Um, but anyways, they have a guy that dressed up as the hodag. Mm-hmm. And he wears a camera on his head. So you got to see Crypticon through the eyes of the hodag. Oh, wow. <laughs> it was really neat. It's fun. We got pictures of the hodag and stuff like that. Oh, that'd be fun. Yeah, it was, it, it's always good fun. Those guys are super nice. Um, everybody I've seen from the documentary seems amazingly nice. Mm-hmm. You know, it's... And uh, I think almost all of their stuff has like 4.5 star reviews. Yeah. Which is really nice. You know, you're going to have, like we talked about, you're going to have people that just aren't happy. Right, yeah. I think, I didn't, no matter what. I didn't see a whole dag. Yeah. Well, neither did anybody else. <laughs> right, yeah. Well, I didn't like that. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I can't stand people like that. Point five star review. I've worked in so many situations with people. 
Right, yeah. I've been cussed out by... Okay, when I was a fishery biologist, fishery technician, fishery biologist, same stuff. Uh, there was a lady that was had her dog, and her dog was, like, on me. And I kept asking, is the dog okay to pet? And this is, like, a German Shepherd lab mix or something. So not a small dog. Yeah. It very easily could be aggressive. Because she is just screaming at me. Yeah. And I'm like, is the dog okay to pet? Is the dog okay to And she wouldn't answer me. She's, like, asking all these questions, and I wouldn't answer. And uh, finally she's like, yes. And I pet him, and he was fine. Yeah. And then she's like, I can't believe you're scaring all those horses. And blah, blah. There was horses in the pasture watching the guys in the water work. Yeah. They were not scared. They were watching these people work. And I, she's, I'm like, I have all my permits. If you would feel more comfortable, please, you know, call the local police or the game warden. Uh, that's what I suggest you do. And she's like, that. she was not happy with that freaking answer. Yeah. I just kept telling her, I'm like, you need to call a law enforcement officer. I don't care who you call. I have permits. And I was, I was really respectful. You know, this lady's like standing two inches from me screaming over top of the generator. They're running an electric generator. Yeah. And she just was not having any of this. And then the owners of the house come out and she freaking books it. Oh, really? And then I was house like, what's going on? I'm like, the owner of this, the horse pasture was screaming at me about the, you know, she's like, she didn't own anything here. We don't know that lady. Oh, we oh yeah. It. We knew you guys were coming. Yeah. And it's just like, some people. Just need to, yeah, enforce their own will and their own opinions. Yep. But that was always our go-to is just, call the police. <laughs> right, yeah, please. I have permits. I don't care. Yeah. Call the police. I have federal fish and wildlife permits. Right, yeah. Call that's, whoever you want. I don't care. That's awesome. <laughs> uh, it it really changes, you, you change your tune though when there's a gun pulled on you. That only happens oh, once. Oh, really? Yeah. I flashed the gun at us saying we need to leave, and we're like, okay, we will. Yeah. Uh, we'll get right back in the truck, sir. You have a good day. That sounds like a future podcast episode I'd like to hear. Maybe. <laughs> uh, I gotta look. That may... I have a non-disclosure agreement, so I'm still signed on. Uh, okay. Well, maybe. I gotta look when those expire. Future seasons episode. Yeah, yeah guys, at home, I'm on like... 25 non-disclosure agreements, something like that. Wow, really? Mid-20s, yeah. Huh. It's because I did a lot of work with endangered species and a lot of lawsuits. Yeah. That's the main thing is lawsuits. Oh, wow. Government suing people, people suing government, Mm -hmm. other people suing other people with government involved. You know, it's all about money. Those aren't as much. Those are really about water quality. Oh, okay. Well, I guess kind of everything's about money when you really want to boil it down. Yeah. Because the businesses don't want to deal with... Jeopardize their uh, stake at whatever they got going on there. Yeah. All right, Jay. Anything else you want to add? We got six minutes. I think I covered all I said I wanted to say. I'm pretty confident, you know. I may have have cut down. I feel that I may have not uh, covered the Hodag story as well as I should have. Yeah. But it's a fun thing. It's a ball. Oh, for sure. And I really think that the people that run everything in Rhinelander do a good job with everything mm. and me and emily are gonna go and we're hoping you're gonna go with us yeah or we may do a whole podcast thing with it okay uh, and i'm excited for it they do i mean they do, do they do a good job with everything yeah they make it fun right yeah yeah and, that, and that's what's most important stuff like, that's what's uh, important being fun having a good time we got a couple more minutes but like when me or when i went down to folk arkansas yeah with the boggy creek monster they did the same thing 
you know, there's Bald Creek Monster stuff everywhere. Mm-hmm. Museums and tour shops and, you know, all this stuff. They don't expect you to see the Boggy Creek Monster when you're there, but mm-hmm. it's fun. It's just a fun experience. I went to Bigfoot Barbecue and had a Bigfoot pulled pork sandwich. Uh, how good was that? Yeah, it was It was amazing. I mean, <laughs> it was probably a 12 by 12 restaurant. Yeah. Feet, like 12 feet by 12 feet. It was tiny and there's, it's packed yeah. with locals. Yeah. Oh, that's awesome. Which is neat. And Folk Arkansas is a tiny little town. I mean, maybe 250 people. Okay. Very small. Maybe. Jeez. You know, but they run a big uh, Bigfoot camp every year for the youth. Yeah. And, you know, so they, they do a lot uh, with the, the Boggy Creek Monster for good. And I think there's only a couple towns in the U.S. that really... Embrace that. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, maybe 10. I don't know for sure because I can only think of the 10 I know. It's not many. Yeah. Definitely not many. But Point Pleasant's another one where, you know, everybody embraces it. And everybody's so nice in Point Pleasant. Mm-hmm. If anybody's in Ohio or West Virginia or Virginia or Pennsylvania, drive down to Point Pleasant and have a day of it. The The guys that run the Point Pleasant Museum are super nice. They'll draw... They have printed maps that are free to the TNT area so you can find the domes. Mm, okay. Uh, they're super sweet about everything. You don't got to buy nothing. Yeah. The museum's five bucks to go through. Well worth it. Pay the guy five bucks. Right, yeah. They have a lot of the original documents. They don't have replicas. They have a lot of the original documents, police reports and that kind of stuff. That's awesome. And they're super... I mean, it's it's really... It's it's well worth the money. It's... I, I feel like I should have paid more... But we also spent probably 180 bucks in the gift shop. See, they, they know where but to get we it. We bought tons of gift. Like, and it's, nothing's expensive there. Right, it's yeah. Not like, it's just fun stuff, though. Yeah. Like, t-shirts are 15 or 20 bucks, you know. When you go to some places. For, that's typical, you know. That's you what you get, expect. You, know, you can expect 30 bucks for t-shirts at, like, you know, tourism. Oh, for sure, yes. No joke. All right. Well, I think we've covered the hodag. Ooh. And that's probably Emily's second favorite cryptid oh really yeah she loves the hodag okay they're nice people well too bad she wasn't here to do the hodag hodag sound sounds like it's your turn all right (laughs) there you go sounds like it could be hodag i'd I'd pee myself i heard that in the woods yeah i would do (laughs) all right well i have been justin and i've been jay and we have been your guides this week the mysterious universe of the corn. We can't wait to see you next week. Peace. Peace.